Welcome to Your Bookkeeping Matters. I'm Lisa Turner, bringing you short and snackable weekly episodes on bookkeeping and business matters in an easy to understand way so you can be in control and confident that you know your bookkeeping matters. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Your Bookkeeping Matters. Today, I'm talking about a business matter based on an extremely common question and scenario. I've seen this often, more often now, as businesses are finding their new normal in terms of their income. I've heard you all. I'm running at a loss. My sales have downturned so much. How do I turn it around and get sales back up? I've put this episode together for so many reasons to let you know you're not alone. It's extremely common. It happens all the time and there are always options. You may not like or love the options, but they're there. Let's look at how to revive your small business finances. If you unfortunately find yourself in this boat where you're running at a loss after seeing some record highs in your sales over the last few years, or revenue simply isn't what it used to be, and you're struggling to make ends meet, well, now is not the best time to dabble in the unknown. And I mean, don't blow what little cash you have left on brand new stock lines trying to do more to get more. You know the age-old saying, less is more? Well, now is the perfect time to double down on what you've got, what you know works well, and what your customers love. Focus on moving the stock you already have. And if you do have some cash to get stock, get crowd favorites you know will move fast. Because the more cash you have tied up in stock, the less you have in your bank. No profit made on the stock sitting there. I've covered cash flow more in an episode only a few weeks back. Dive back and do a refresh on cash flow. If this is something you struggle with, particularly in these tougher times you've found yourself in, what is my tip here to help you get back in the black? I think this one is a pretty loud and clear. Do what you do best. Pinpoint your best sellers, product or service wise, and promote those in all your marketing channels, email, socials, and paid ads if you're running them. Looking at that from another direction, with now not the best time to invest in launching new products or services your audience has never seen, the keyword there is invest. You don't want to invest or spend all your cash in something you've never done before for it to sink or not go as well as it planned. So if you don't have to invest a heap of cash and want to launch a new service, that you know your clients will love and are asking for, go for it. It might be the best thing you ever did. My tip here is to not go blindly into the unknown, trying to be all things to all people. Some simple tips my e-commerce clients love. One is an upsell. Sounds easy, right? Well, it is. Have you got upselling and cross-selling turned on in your e-commerce store? If not, let this be the first thing you do when you finish this episode. If you haven't heard of cross-selling, and I personally hadn't until I started working with e-commerce brands many moons ago, 
I'd seen it and I didn't realize what it was. It's where your website suggests other things to buy that match or are complementary to what you already have in your cart. And this can also be where suggested bundled products or even discounted bundles. But be wary of discounting. You need to know if you're still making a profit or selling at a loss. You obviously don't want to sell at a loss, but if you're in a real bind and you can't move the stock, you do need to recoup some funds back for it. But make sure you know the profit or loss on selling at that discount and then make your business decision on how to proceed. If you do go down the discount or promo route to move stock or promote your services, shout it out everywhere. Again, you need to tell people on your socials, your emails about all the things you do because you can't presume customers, even existing ones, will find out about them. Not even all your social followers or readers will see everything and all the specials or promos or discounts that you're running. So talk about these things two, three, four times. But the cross-selling, it's so clever because let's say me as the consumer, I haven't seen what you're suggesting to me when I was browsing. So when I check out, you're only ever suggesting based on what you know I already have in my cart and you're not forcing me to buy anything. So if I want it, I add it to my cart. But the clever thing is I might not have ever known you sell that extra thing if you hadn't suggested it to me because let's face it, who's got time to browse every single item in the store. Whereas upselling is you added a plain black card wallet into your cart and the website says, hey, what about this very nice purse in your favorite color with a couple extra pockets, which of course is a higher price point. So you're upselling. Again, you're only suggesting. They don't have to buy it, but if you don't ask, they might not know that you have that other option there that is at the higher price point. You can do cross and upselling in your service-based business as well. It will look a little different when talking to your prospective clients and scoping out what they need, let them know about other complementary services you provide with a focus on it being tied or related to what they're asking for Again, because they might not know you provide the extra service. And to upsell your services, always give options when quoting so they can choose the best option for their budget and their needs. They can't buy these extras or upgrade if you don't ask them or let them know about them. So put a big focus on this when you're trying to get the extra revenue in and turn the sales around and increase them back to what you're used to. I have seen the downside of cross or upselling, so be cautious. Don't give too many options. It might confuse your customer and they can't decide on any of the extras, so they buy none. Or they think, oh, I'll check all of those out later, and they never get time to go back. So don't end up actually buying anything at all. And my last little tip with selling, which could have a big impact on your revenue to help turn your financials around, are add-ons or upgrades. Make sure you have those. Again, they're options. You're not forcing anyone to buy the thing, 
Plus, it might be one tiny add-on for you, but if all the customers buy it, it could make quite a shift helping you get back in the black. What am I talking about here? If you're in retail or e-coms, what's a little something your beautiful customers can grab at the checkout, the physical checkout or the digital cart, whichever it is? Sunglasses, key rings, enviro bags, but keep it simple. and more is not an add-on lots of people will chuck in the cart at checkout. And the simple rule suggests one add-on, maybe two, no more. I'm certainly no e-commerce expert on this. I'm telling you these from the viewpoint your business is in trouble, you're trying to revive your sales, so you want to make it super easy for people to buy from you and buy extra. I totally stole the add-ons hot tip from my best friend in e-commerce and a few of the others I'd share with you here because like I've said, I've seen firsthand these tips work and help businesses not only survive but truly thrive. The biggest takeaway I hope you get from the whole upselling, cross-selling add-on thing, it's an easy way to one, increase your revenue to get you back on top of things And two, a very helpful way to let your customers know more about what you do and sell. So no matter how you're traveling with your small business finances, you should be doing these things all the time anyway. It all helps the cash flow in. Talking about cash flow, this nicely flows into the next area I want you to look at, your overall financial situation. Even though the bank account is empty, While it is a pretty good indication you're having some hiccups, you need to take a look at the overall numbers of how your business is doing and why there is no money in the bank. You might find the issue is not even sales related. Your expenses could be too high. Your clients might not be paying you. You could have too many loans you're repaying all at once, which puts too much stress on you and the business. There is any number of issues at play here, so you can't guess from your bank balance if your sales are down or not. You might think, well, of course, Lisa, it's only common sense there, but there are lots of people who aren't fully aware of how their business is doing financially and what they should be looking at. If you find yourself struggling with sales and having little to no money in the bank, it's definitely time to make sure you're doing your bookkeeping regularly and accurately. And be talking to your professional bookkeeper and tax agent to know your numbers are squeaky clean. I'm not saying this only because I am a bookkeeper. I'm saying it because it's exactly times like this you need to rely on your business financials to make some extremely strategic and sometimes difficult business decisions. Your financials or your business numbers will help you identify the areas you need to work on. There might be a few different areas and you can work with your trusted advisors to prioritize them in order of what to do first. My suggestion, go for the low-hanging fruit. If you can't see a way forward, instead of being stuck there and thinking about it and stressing and sitting on it for ages and doing nothing, while you're thinking, grab the lowest-hanging fruit and tick it off the easiest thing you can fix or change so that you've made some impact and moved forward. If you have customers who haven't paid you and are overdue, 
a perfect example of really low-hanging fruit, the quick and easy task. Chase them up. That is instant revenue and instant cash in the bank. If your expenses are way high, pull a report from your accounting software of things like memberships, subscriptions, and software, and then find any you aren't using and cancel them. I actually recommend reviewing this regularly as they're sneaky little things and can build up anyway. That doesn't increase your revenue, but it helps your cash flow and helps you be able to have cash to invest to help grow your revenue. There are lots of things your numbers can tell you about how your business is doing. And if reading financial reports isn't your thing, or if like lots of business owners, looking at reports stresses you out, book in a session with your bookkeeper or tax agent and get them to run through things with you in terms you understand without the stress. This will empower you to jump straight back in and start turning your ship around, totally reviving your small business. And you might be surprised to learn things aren't actually as bad as you thought, or you're doing some things brilliantly and only need to tweak others, or you'll be able to work out where you need the most help. And it's not a bad thing to ask for support and advice. It's how we learn and grow. My last tip of the day, and as with everything I talk about, Get very specific advice to your financial circumstances on this one. This is general only. Take advantage of loans if you need to. There are literally loads of options out there. Some have hefty interest rates. So like I said, get advice and research your options out here to make sure it's best for you and you have the capacity to repay. But sometimes we need loans to take our business to the next level And when you want to get out of the red, a loan might just be the ticket. There are traditional bank loans and overdrafts, and there are newer to the market options like Prosper, and also revenue-based finance from providers like Wayflyer, PayPal, and Shopify Commerce. Those ones lend you the funds and deduct repayments from your sales, which means you don't have rigid high repayments it's taken as a percentage of your sales. But the fees might be higher and any penalties higher. And there is a deadline, of course. It's not an open-ended loan. Loads of clients and companies have very successfully used these options to bring in much-needed stock and then repay the loan as the stock sells. One last option I will mention, not as a first plan of action or as a tip, I'm referring to payment plans with the ATO. For your GST, income taxes, ATO debt you haven't been able to pay and it's keeping you awake at night. I'm only mentioning this because, well, if you're listening right to the end of this episode, chances are you're soaking in every little bit of information you get to get your business finances under control and back in the black. So you probably have a little bit of ATO debt you can't pay. You can either get your tax agent or BAS agent like me to help you get a payment plan in place, or you can contact the ATO directly. They will want to know why you need this payment plan and didn't save for the debt. And you'll also have the condition of future lodgements must be paid in full and on time. So be aware of that one. It should be a last resort to relieve some stress so you can focus on other areas to get everything back on track. 
I'm touching on this. So if you are honestly struggling, you know this is available. And make sure you get your systems and processes in place to save for your next bass and other lodgements. Some helpful episodes to make sure you listen to are, is cash flow the reason you're not growing? And profit strategies, how to manage your money right. Once I started planning out my content for this episode, I actually came up with way too many things to share with you and I had to pair it right back because, well, this is a short and snackable show. Your bookkeeper or accountant will have lots of things they can go through with you to turn the ship around and get you back in the black. Sadly, there are some times it's not doable or viable to get your business running profitably again. Please don't throw good money after bad and then still have to close the doors. Sometimes closing the doors is the best option for you financially and mental health wise. If you're struggling, get professional advice financially. We can see things differently from the outside and with perspective without the emotion you have because it's your baby and we can help you work through your options because everything I've shared with you today, while it's real world experience, is general advice and might not be the best option for you and your circumstances. Your trusty professional will also be able to hook you up with some financial support contacts. And if you need it, ask for mental health support. I personally am a mental health first aider, meaning I can apply some first aid, help you get on track and find where you need to be and connect you with the professional help that you need or want. Running a small business is a very tough gig and super stressful, not only financially, but for you as a whole. It is not weak to ask for help and there are so many options. Let's recap. This was a big and important episode to support your growth and get your business back in the black. One, stick with what you know. Don't complicate things, adding in extra products or services at this point that you don't know will take off or not. You've got to look after the cash that you've got and make sure things are going to go the way that you want them to. Two, implement or improve your cross-selling, upselling, and make sure you have an add-on. But keep it easy for people to buy from you. Don't confuse them. Three, know your financial situation overall and your cash flow. Use this to pinpoint the problem areas and prioritize them to start work on fixing them. Don't get stuck in the mud and not do anything at all. Grab the low-hanging fruit, the easy fixes to keep you moving forward. Four, always get financial advice and support when you're struggling. An extra tip, even when you're going well, financial advice from your trusty professional could mean the difference between you surviving and thriving. They can always see things from a different perspective to you. And if your tax agent or bookkeeper is holding you back and says, no, you can't reach those goals, maybe you need to find a new one. Five, can you lean on business funding to help you through or even help you take your business up a level? Now, my virtual door is always open. If you're not my one-on-one customer, I will always point you to different resources and support areas and connect you where you need to be. I want to see each and every business owner absolutely thrive, which is one of the drivers for this show. I don't ever want business owners to feel like they're alone in this world. 
because you're not. And if you're having issues, you're not the first or only one. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode extremely valuable as there was loads of info that you can either apply to product or service businesses. And even if you are running in the black or profitably, tips you can always implement. If you have a friend you think would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Looking forward to chatting with you in the next episode, letting you know your bookkeeping matters.